It's Tuesday, August 5, 2014. Unfortunately, this crisis could just be the tip of the iceberg. Toledo's water crisis is over. For now, in a spill like this, the impacts in all likelihood will be long lasting. As British Columbia's water crisis is just beginning. Today, Governor Brown secured a FEMA grant to cover the cost of fighting the fire burning in the state. California's state of emergency over wildfires. Bee killing pesticide now found in rivers. Plus, go ahead, hug a tree. Trees save lives. All of that tree hugging and more straight ahead. From bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. And the pushback from the Republicans is, this this is no way to handle this with mocking. Right. I disagree. Mocking is exactly how we should handle Bill, this. Is- okay, Bill Maher, can do. This is your Green News Report. It, it is mock-worthy. Okay, Desi Doyen, it was years ago on this Green News report that we started talking about the phrase water wars. Now we're seeing this record drought out here in California, leading to record fires across the state. And then over the weekend, the fourth largest city in Ohio completely lost all of its drinking water. Is this a sign of things to come? Um, yeah, actually, I, I think it is, unfortunately. The exact same sign you have been warning all of us about for years on end now? <laughs> and scientists, specifically. Toledo's water crisis is over. Our water is safe. But that's only for now. The mayor of Toledo, Michael Collins, lifted the do-not-use ban on the city's water on Monday, two days after a deadly toxic algae bloom in Lake Erie contaminated the city's water supply. No one was hurt, but half a million people were suddenly scrambling for water in Ohio's fourth largest city, and reportedly police had to be called out to help quell quote, disturbances, as stores quickly ran out of bottled water. And the water wars begin. The algae bloom that shut down the water supply is not a new thing. It occurs every year in Lake Erie in different locations, just this time near the city's water intake pumps. Nutrient pollution is the cause. Fertilizer runoff from farms and sewage treatment plants. Unless major changes are made, this will happen again, warns National Wildlife Federation President Colin O'Mara. There's a systemic challenge that we face here in the Great Lakes that's actually much bigger than this one crisis. Um, And unfortunately, this crisis could just be the tip of the iceberg. He's calling for a systemic change in both agriculture and water infrastructure because scientists have been warning for years that these toxic algae blooms will get worse as global warming warms up the Great Lakes. And it's not just algae. Pesticide runoff is also contaminating the streams and rivers of the Midwest. That's according to a new study from the U.S. Geological Survey. The class of insecticides called neonicotinoids that are already implicated in the unprecedented decline of bees and other crop pollinators, well, those neonicotinoids are now found to be widespread in rivers and streams in Iowa. The researchers were surprised to find those pesticides were, quote, both mobile and persistent in the soil and water water outside of crop fields. In British Columbia, another man-made water disaster. Residents of the tiny town of Likely, about 400 miles north of Vancouver, are also under a total water ban after a breach in a huge mine waste lagoon on Monday sent a flood of millions of gallons of toxic waste into several waterways. It should be a wake-up call to protect our water supplies, according to Mark Angelo, founder of conservation group Riverday. Certainly a spill like this, I think, is tragic, and it really does highlight just how vulnerable 
vulnerable rivers are to events like this. So I think we have to be so cautious when approving projects along these lines. And once again, a spill like this, the impacts in all likelihood will be long lasting. In California, Governor Jerry Brown has declared a state of emergency over the explosion of wildfires in Northern California. There are already 45% more fires than normal for this time of year in California in what is already an unusually aggressive wildfire season. A California Department of Fire and Forestry Protection spokesman told the LA Times, quote, we're seeing fire behavior we wouldn't normally see until September. Finally, some good news. Finally, about time. What took you so long? (laughs) Trees save lives. That's according to a new study that for the first time puts a number to the value of trees to human health. Seven. No. U.S. Forest Service scientists calculate that trees remove about 1% of the toxic air pollution we humans generate. Doesn't sound like much, but just that little bit saves more than 850 lives a year in the United States and prevents over half a million cases of acute respiratory symptoms. So there, go hug a tree and say thank you. Yeah, that is just a little bit. So if we wiped out all of the trees in the U.S., we'd only lose mm, about 800 people a year? And half a million cases of respiratory distress. That's pretty good. Yeah, I guess so. But think of all that room we'd have for Walmarts. Just saying. For much more on those stories and all the other ones that we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. While you're there, please consider a donation to help the Green News Report stay on your airwaves and out of the Walmarts. Find us and follow us on the Facebook and the Twitters at Green News Report. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Give a little bit, give a little bit of your love to me. I'll give a little bit, I'll give a little bit.